Hello there and welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals this week. This is the second part of my interview with Philippa Holding, the mindset and female empowerment coach who has done so much for me over the last four or five months and it would be wrong not to share the knowledge that this lady has. She is truly a blessing to all of us. So I really hope that you enjoy this week's episode and I will catch up with you on the other side. I know when um, I had my salon, I I know that I went through um, burnout probably two or three times over the years I was in it. Mm-hmm. And um, and you as one of my lovely friends has probably watched and helped and supported me through some of those processes. Um, mm-hmm. But but I went through burnout and I don't think at the time I realised I was going through it. I don't think I, I knew I was, I knew I was going through something that was quite overwhelming, but I don't think until I've now had the hindsight of being out of it for nearly a year, and that that gives you an amazing um, reflection of what it is that I now don't have in my life mm. um, and the negative things that I experienced as being that that salon owner. And it, so what kind of signs are people looking for if they're looking if they're thinking that they're feeling a bit overwhelmed? At what point should they be concerned about burnout and overwhelm? If you are feeling exhausted, even after getting seven hours sleep. OK. That's the first thing. If you are starting to feel cynical within your salon environment and starting to question, oh, why am I doing this? Things like that, okay, those are things that you want to sort of like start to attune to, okay? If you're feeling quite emotional at the drop of a hat, okay, that's another significant sign. Tick, tick, <laughs> because that's where yeah. I, I was there, you know, and it's so common. Sorry, go on. Well, really, essentially, if you imagine um, your car that's parked in your drive, okay, and imagine you're living on a house sort of like that's at the top of a hill, and you decide to get in your car, you switch the engine on, okay, and it goes out of your driveway, but down the hill, and then all of a sudden it like conks out. You call the mechanic along and um, he opens up the, the, the bonnet hood and like looks around and sort of like says, well, where's the engine? How have you even got it? Essentially, that is what burnout is. You are pushing your body past its natural reserves and resources to a point where it cannot function anymore. And when you're in a state of overwhelm, okay, you're in that state of like fight or flight, okay, and you're in that state of survival mode. And so your unconscious mind will start to like put things in place to actually force you to rest. So as an example, okay, even though it sits around burnout, if somebody is experiencing fibromyalgia, there's a misconception that people that have that um, and experience that, you know what, that they aren't bringing themselves to the table, that they're making excuses about whether they can do this, that or the other. Actually, that's not true. It's that they've consistently pushed past burnout, mm. pushed past it again to the point where the body and the, and the mind connection forces disease onto the body one after another after another 
to the point where you physically cannot move anymore and you are literally in this place of being forced to rest because your unconscious mind is okay it's it's its purpose is survival it's it's for your highest good being able to actually go in and change that pattern and change the agreement okay and say okay I'm not going to push past the my myself anymore. I'm going to recognize where I actually like need to practice self-care. And we can talk a little bit about self-care if you want to afterwards, actually what self-care means. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and if it believes, okay, that you're going to follow that out, and I've experienced it with previous clients as well, that that agreement can be made, then it releases all of the diseases within the body-mind connection, the only time it will ever bring it back again is if you break the agreement and start to push yourself beyond the boundaries that you've agreed it set. Okay. And it, and it really is as simple as, as, as that. I think I know it's it interesting. But it's interesting that you pick up on fibromyalgia because... One of the things that I've noticed over the years in this industry, and I don't, and I, I don't have experience of this outside of this industry because I'm not outside of it, but the number of therapists in this industry that suffer, and mainly business owners um, that I'm aware of, but the amount of people that are business owners and salon owners and have fibromyalgia in their lives and it's sort of like one of those Venn diagram things yeah. and um and as you know I mean I had a, a, a really awful vitamin D deficiency that I was being tested for fibromyalgia but mine was all related to vitamin D mm. um but it gave me very very similar symptoms to fibromyalgia and I literally had reached a point of in 2015 I reached a point where I couldn't actually actually was it 2014 I don't know when it was 2014 15 at some point it was a long time ago now it's obviously gone <laughs> can't remember we must have worked that one through I don't know but I was so I literally was walking I remember my auntie came from Australia who's 81 at the time and she was walking faster than I was I couldn't keep up with her and I was in such a state of debilitation I couldn't process I had art it was awful and all of that came from just push 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 on myself the whole time I didn't stop and um and I, I took it and I never said no to anything. I took it, said yes to everything that came in my pathway because I didn't, I've got a terrible um, FOMO problem of like that I could miss something. Mm. And, um, and so I just said yes to everything. Mm. And, um, and I still do that a little bit now. And, but I do, I try to be a bit more reflective and stop and think if it's going to benefit me or not. Yeah. Um, which we had a conversation just didn't we, about something <laughs> whether it was going to benefit me or not. But but now I'm I stop. Whereas before I would have just gone, yeah, I'm doing that. I need that in my life. And like now I'm actually stopping reflecting and working it out. And if I'd have only done that like six, seven years or whenever it was, eight years ago, I wouldn't have been very unwell. I was very, very unable to function um, for probably about two or three years. And I don't know how I got through it. I mean, there was a lot of different things that went on with it. And and I was under under my under my GP and different consultants and stuff for nearly three years. And it was horrendous. But all of that came from not listening to myself and not listening to my body and not listening to my unconscious mind telling me just what a, a yeah, a hiding to nothing I was on. Yeah. And 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 the thing is, is like 
Um, sometimes you'll hear in sort of like um, the media about, okay, like um, self-care, you know what, go and run yourself like a, a bath and like put some aromatherapy oils in there and light some candles and all of like those things. They are great. However, they will not deal with the root cause and the reason that you are in this perpetual cycle of burnout and pushing yourself way beyond your body's natural limitations. Mm. Um, and until you actually sort of like deal with the root cause of that, then you will continue to like, um, you know, repeat the cycle. Um, you may be able to like break it for a period of like time, but it will come back really, really like quickly. I hit burnout um, at the, um, in 2017. I'd, overcome cancer three times um my 17 year relationship literally like disintegrated overnight <laughs> and, I love it. <laughs> and um uh working in uh, a high intense industry for like 17 years and um managing critical incidents all like all the way across like london responsible for for various different things across 32 london boroughs and it takes its toll mm. um however you know i had with unknowingly okay pushed past those limits to the point where it was like i couldn't even get out of bed mm. and it took me um about six six to seven months to get myself back to a point where I could actually like do normal day-to-day -day functions and the reason that I was able to like recover really quickly is because I gained this skill set and yeah. I knew then how to actually sort of like start to like talk to my mind in a way that it follows the instruction that I give it you know, yeah. because it's constantly listening. Yeah. So if you're constantly saying, oh, I'm exhausted, I'm exhausted, I'm exhausted, it doesn't sort of like hear, um, you know, I'm, okay, it just hears the exhaustion and it thinks, okay, you want to feel exhausted. So let me put, put that pattern into play where you do feel exhausted yeah. then. Is, and I sometimes I do wonder how, because I, I actually carried on working through all of my burnout. And, um, and I didn't stop until we got to lockdown. And then I just carried on doing other new stuff because <laughs> I never give myself a chance to rest. But, um, and, but I've learned now. <laughs> I don't do it. But, but, the, um, but I know, I mean, I did. I carried on and I, I went to work every day. And, and I actually, I do not know. Now looking back, I do not know how I made myself do it other than the fact that as the business owner, I felt so responsible for still providing that service for still making sure that the team that worked in the salon were looked after in whatever you know in the way I'd always been there and the way that I tried to always to manage the business um and that I wasn't letting anyone down and and that and it but the price it had on my health yeah was immense and I think that we need to give ourselves a break from thinking that that's normal because that isn't normal it isn't it is we, we should not be putting ourselves through that and I think at the moment as an industry we are pushing ourselves as the business owners we are definitely pushing ourselves into those places more and more as the cost mount and all of those things we we're just talking about about mindset and charging your worth and all of that if you don't feel empowered to do that you're going to get more and more and more of this overwhelm and the burnout beginning to happen and 
which Absolutely. is why I wanted Philippa on here at the moment, because I think we all need to hear um, the words that she shares, because it's so important to look at what it is that you're doing. And I know like, I had a, a bit of an incident recently and I, I made sure now I knew that I was going to have a very stressful period of time. And so I made sure I cleared. I even cancelled Philippa. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I understood but, it. Yeah. But I knew that with what I had going on, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to um, process anything else other than what that task was at that time. And so I just took myself out for two or three days and rested. Um, I can't say, <laughs> it because I actually ended up in hospital, but because it was really quite stressful and I ended up had a bit of a weird incident thing but but I but I knew if I goodness knows what would have happened if I hadn't have taken that time out but I just sat and I literally rested my mind and rested my body for two days around that time because I knew how important it was just to let my brain process what was going on and um yeah it's it important to have the awareness to go it and and inside and really listen and attune yourself to how your body is giving you signs and signals. Mm. And I say this to say, with my last tumour that was back in 2012, um, I was experiencing really like significant um, uh, pain in the abdominal area. And I had learned to understand the differences in levels of pain in my body um, and this one particular evening, even though I've been going to the GP and they would like tested me for Crohn's, for colitis, um, came back like negative and they just sort of like said, oh, it's a little bit of like extreme IBS. And I'm like, this is not extreme IBS. I know my body enough to know its signs and its signals to say that this isn't IBS. Um, anyway, they said, oh, drink some sort of like peppermint tea, maybe sort of like some, um, you know, drops or whatever in it and you'll be fine. However, this particular one evening, the pain was so excruciating, but different to mm. what I had normally felt. I responded to that. I knew that I needed to like take some action. So I took myself to the A&E. Actually, it was um, my appendix was about to rupture. And what was in the appendix was um, a malignant carcinoid tumour. Mm. But had I not actually like listened and take an action and like learn to like understand the pains and signs and signals in my body wouldn't be sitting here talking no. to you no burnout in its same same essence isn't something to toy with burnout is serious mm. you know and everything when you think about um you know stress anxiety um, depression all of those things you know what they start the starting point is stress and everything else follows from that it's a derivative an underlying issue that starts from stress okay overexerting yourself um if people want to understand and get um just to do a temperature check with mm. regards to okay where they sit on the burnout scale because awareness gives you empowerment to make changes okay you can go to my website or we can like link it to this episode yeah, yeah we put a link and there's like a little burnout quiz that I've developed um and it's not a diagnostic tool it's just to give you an awareness with regards to where you sit in the burnout scale 
and you can then choose with whatever the results are for you to then look at okay what are the changes that I am wanting to choose to do things differently because when you are in burnout okay um is a sliding scale and you can intervene and stop that scale and and stop yourself from like hitting burnout because the thing is when you hit burnout yes you can still like push yourself past that but you know how is your business going to thrive how are you going to deliver the exceptional experiences that your clients are looking for and paying you for so it's a responsibility to not only yourself but also your clients to look after yourself properly. And remember as well that even when you're doing various different services, even if you're running a team, you're influencing how they also do things. So if they are seeing that you are actually taking really great care of yourself, then they will absolutely do the same. And then you will find that the efficiency and the consistency within your salon will be a lot better and it really does come down to you know practicing proper proper self-care and also with regards to like mindset belief habits all of like those things yeah so because that is I think like you know you're saying about like the the, with the self-care thing about you know I wrote you know six aromatherapy oils in the bath and light a candle you know I think that is so you you see it so often that you know that that's you know people's treat themselves and that they see that as self-care and it is and you are obviously looking after you by doing that and you're taking time out and, and enabling relaxing which you know relaxation is a huge part of self-care and yep. without that your body um can't process um the things it needs to do you know it's the whole point well you know when you're asleep parasympathetic it's parasympathetic system kicks in so that relaxed state does allow your body to start healing and your mind to start healing but like Philippa says, unless you actually address why that is happening and why you're ending up in that position of feeling overwhelmed, feeling burnout, feeling, um, you know, a little bit stressed, because I think that's what I did. I just I thought for a long time, I was just a bit stressed. And if you're feeling like you're just a bit stressed, then you probably are really stressed. Yeah, because your conscious mind will always kind of downplay it. I found in me anyway, and I'm sure that that goes for a lot of people. It does you go for trying to. You keep trying to justify why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, is like, you know, true rest is, you know, not even like lying on the couch and like watching a a, a movie. Okay. True rest is actually intentionally being in that space where nothing else is going on. Pure silence. And if it's drifting off to sleep, it's drifting off to sleep. That is true rest. Self-care should absolutely be something that you plan into your week Mm. not something that you do because of like okay maybe I should do something or it's an if or a maybe no it's an absolute must Mm. isn't it something I I've got I've got two more off <laughs> I tell everything, but it's terrible though. Because you know, I mean, I, I'm I'm a person of great intentions, and and I think that's also something that many of us do, isn't it? Is I mean, every day I think, yes, I'm going to get up and I'm going to I'm going to be up early and I'm going to go and walk the dog, and then I'm going to go and you know do all these wonderful things and you know be a better person. <laughs> and invariably, I sit having a cup of tea and sitting on my laptop working, and the dog doesn't get walked until the evening, and time eludes me, and and it is it's very very hard to make those changes. 
very very hard to make those changes and and develop the new habits because that's what it needs to be if you keep on saying to yourself that it's hard to make the new changes yeah, then, then yeah absolutely your, your your unconscious mind is going to like follow that and it's going to kind of like give you a perspective that okay it's not possible however if you change the language and you say to yourself okay yeah it's going to be challenging it's going to be a little bit stretching however this it gives me an opportunity to you know evolve and grow and develop and I'm going to have really great fun doing it yeah. <laughs> then it's actually like opening up possibility for yourself yeah. in a whole different way I can't wait to move and I can when I start because <laughs> at the moment hence the um the wonderful um yeah the wonderful purpley sky behind me is I've just got a big pile of boxes and house moving um paraphernalia behind me <laughs> and uh and it is so I'm but I know but once this is I've got so many obstacles I literally have got so many physical obstacles around me at the moment and um and when I am moving then things are going to be shifting because it is at the moment I'm stuck in a very peculiar place of limbo and it's and it's hard to and it's hard to do anything when you're in a place of limbo she says using the wrong language again <laughs> I, I thought no, I would no, no, I know you won't, you I know you won't awareness. <laughs> I'm aware that I'm saying the wrong words <laughs> it's super easy yeah but it, but there's so much and I think you know I mean, I've been working with Philippa for the last few months and uh, made the decision to, to get involved in her Empowered Women programme. And uh, and it has been, and it's been fascinating. And I've, I've learned huge amounts about myself and have been able to make a lot of um, shifts and change the, how I word things a lot. But clearly it's not happening today. <laughs> well, it is. It's always it is. happening. Yeah. However, you now have the empowered awareness that, oh, okay, maybe I might want to change that yeah so that's that's a significant difference for yourself mm. that you're catching yourself and you're, okay I'm going to change that yeah and 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 all all day long you're going to like be like doing those things every day even I still like do it for myself we're yeah. never the finished article it's just that okay the next level that we like go up into Okay, there's different challenges that come along the way. And it's how we rise out of those things as especially like through this week, you know, like celebrating International like Women's Day. And, mm. But it's how we absolutely um, rise out of like those situations. Who are the women that we decide to become? Yeah. But also, how do we influence the spheres that are around us? You know, and how do we change the narrative for ourselves? And also, you know, what what is possible for for ourselves? And it all comes down to, you know, eighty to eighty five percent of the results that you want to see in your life come down to mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think it's not you know taking the first step to changing mindset and how you view your world, because I think that's so much. You know, you you become restricted by what what you've lived and how you function on a daily basis and there's always an alternative and I think recognizing that there's an alternative out there is really really important I was just trying to find actually a quote I had the other day from um my my international women's day um post I've lost it. I'm just trying to you know, Facebook just doesn't work very quickly um but it but it but a lot of it kind of made me think about um, the stuff I've done with you and it was the the quote was bravery is the audacity to be unhindered by failures and to walk with freedom strength and hope 
in the face of the unknown. And I think it kind of, it sums up so much. We're in such uncertain times mm. and, and having that ability to be able to take those steps forward at the moment is, it, you know, it's, it's a, a challenging time, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think we need, we all need to look at our mindset because it's, we're going to have a challenging couple of years ahead of us. Yeah. And, um, and if we can do anything to make positive steps in the right direction to change our mindset, then that has to be um, a worthwhile job to do. Absolutely. When you look at the women that have inspired you personally, um, you know, whether it be within your family or through history, They've all faced challenging times. However, the women, how they've risen through those experiences and paved the way forward and the legacy that they leave behind for us in terms of, you know, um, shattering the glass ceiling, as the, the saying goes, in various different spaces. What do you think the mindset was for them? that they believed in themselves that they could absolutely shatter that glass ceiling despite the chaos or the challenge that they may have been facing at that that moment in time and there is absolutely no reason okay unless you decide to choose for yourself as to why you cannot personally shatter those internal glass ceilings for Mm. yourself and actually, you know, be the leader, because whether you have the title of a leader, you absolutely are like leading yourself. You're leading as a mom, as a business owner, you know, as a sister, you know, obviously sort of like, um, you know, your your work with the, um, the nail industry, et cetera, as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and we've like talked a little bit, if it's okay to say, yeah. about like your, your leadership. And, you know, it's about how you make change in the world for me I've known since experiencing disempowerment in various different spaces um, throughout like my life and being unseen and unheard that I was no longer going to choose that for myself no and you know I am crafting and paving the way as the first in many different spaces but I honor it and bring all of the women alongside me Um, not behind me, alongside me and partner with them to be the change in the world that this world so very desperately like needs. And that can be from a community level, even in your home, to even sort of like global, which is where I sit. (laughs) Super global. (laughs) (laughs) Well, working across five different time zones. Yeah, I know. I I really had to learn to like balance sort of like my um my my time but I I love it and I just you know it doesn't feel like work for me I I absolutely am walking in my purpose yeah and um it's just a a great a great space to to be in I'll be in Vegas soon but (laughs) I'm so jealous I so want to come Philippa's got her um um oh breathe is breathe retreats isn't it yeah yeah and you've got one in Miami one in Vegas and one in Atlanta just like oh the the jet set life and working with international clients is just great and having that opportunity to to do those things is um you know but that the thing is as well is that what everyone needs to remember is that this has happened for Philippa because she had the belief that that was going to work and it was going to be and um and therefore it is 
absolutely absolutely yeah. i'm just i'm just so I, I i'm humbled with it and just blessed that okay i've i've been like gifted like this vision and i'm stewarding it and and putting the belief and the steps and the accountability to behind it all and just showing you know other women it's possible yeah. if you choose it yeah but you have got you have got to take the step and make the choice absolutely because otherwise you just sit at your laptop yeah. all day and, and don't do anything <laughs> but as we know Philippa that's all about to change isn't it but I'm, I like my ears I think I've had a, a wake-up call in the last few days and um and have discovered something that is going to give me a spring forward massively I'm so excited for that I'm so excited oh, too I know I keep I keep sort of sitting thinking like little yeah scalability stuff and it is but it's but it's just having that belief that in actual fact even though I don't have the skills that I'm going to get soon I haven't got those at the moment but I've got an understanding of what they can do and um, it can be a really really powerful journey absolutely absolutely powerful and you're going to be taking your clients as well on a really like empowered and powerful journey yeah. also yeah indeed so I'm going to ask you because I always whenever I have people on I just ask them some very quick questions <sighs> okay so, shoot from the hip kind of answers we don't yeah yes no's or yeah whatever's um, so what makes you get out of bed in the morning? Empowering women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what has been the happiest moment in your career so far? Oh, happiest moment in my career so far. Creating an empowerment program that impacted 26,000 people. Yeah, that's quite impressive. <laughs> um what's the best piece of advice that you have been given and did you listen and learn at the time or did you just ignore it and find out the hard way <laughs> so <laughs> um my mentor is tony robbins and um i've been blessed to be mentored by him for the last two or so years and he always says this statement about success leaves clues if you are attuned to your um surroundings and the people that you choose to surround yourself with and who you're inspired by look at um the success habits that they do Mm. look at you know the way of thinking that they have and learn to start to model those things because absolutely success leaves clues so that's the, that's the one that I, I choose to follow. Excellent. And obviously I model a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> but, but also, and actually if people, if people, I mean, I would imagine huge numbers of people are very aware of who Tony Robbins is, but if you aren't, he's got a fascinating document. There's a little documentary on Netflix yeah. that kind of talks, that, that follows um, one of his um, programs that he yeah, does I'm in, not your in America. And it is, it's, he's a fascinating man. Absolutely fascinating. And also just so tall. Just I know, like, I know, he's over six foot. He's yeah, six, he's about six foot seven. Isn't he? He's he's a big guy. He makes yeah. he makes my husband, who's quite he's all over six foot, but he makes him look little. But um, <laughs> but Tony Robbins is amazing and a and a great advocate for empowerment, isn't he? Hugely, just um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you could change one thing in your career, what would it be? That I had started on this journey a lot earlier. Mm. Hey. I'm on it now and um, that's the most important thing you know not everything needs to be perfect we're not looking for perfectionism we're looking for excellence and we're looking for things to be started and everything else will start to fall into place indeed 
that's a very very valid point <laughs> um so and I think well maybe I know the answer to this but maybe you have a different answer um what person place or experiences inspired you the most professionally well obviously I've like mentioned like Tony yeah, Tony thanks. Robbins um another like person of influence for me is Oprah Winfrey mm. she looked at um so when she was like having like her talk show on the uh, US cable networks. She also had the foresight to like look at, okay, how the environment was changing, um, obviously to like Amazon and Netflix and so on and so forth. And um, she thought, okay, what is it that I can bring to the table that my audience is after and seeking, but nobody else is like doing it? And it really did start her on like this path of like producing like um, Soul Sundays and bringing guest speakers like Dwayne, um, Wayne Dwyer and, um, you know, Ian Levansant and just really like looking at a whole different dynamic with regards to how life can be. Your unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what is true and what is not. Yeah. So therefore, if you imagine the final outcome of you being successful, you know, whatever it is that you, you're wanting to achieve in life, as long as you hold that picture and it's aligned with your values, it's aligned with your belief system, it's aligned with the actions that you take, then that is what you are going to live. So you absolutely can create the life and the business that you do want. Yeah. Just by and talking me, to yourself. In the right yeah way. absolutely so for me I look at sort of like how um by using her journalistic talents and her um you know ability to be able to really ask the right questions of people at the right time and be able to like open up possibility for for people that's what really kind of like in, inspires me and mm. that's what I kind of do not kind of I do do I'm well being aware of my language now <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's I, I used to watch her so much when the kids were little I used to watch Oprah every day and she's where I learned that my it's funny actually and I've just been reading something about this this morning um about people living in with piles of stuff and um and understanding what because I, I do I have I always have stacks of papers always got piles of whatever and I've always been like it I can't it's something that's just rooted in me that is I something I do and I've now begun understanding and Oprah was one of the first places that I began to understand that it comes from this like perfectionist state a lot of it is it looks like it's the least thing of being a perfectionist but it's just this like I, I can't ever process things until I can make it perfect so I'll just put it to the side till I can make it perfect and um and it's a really really um yeah difficult trait that I have because it drives me insane but I've just also read something else that was saying about um like ADHD minds and I do wonder some because I have I do tend to do lots of different things and, and I think I probably do have some of those traits and one of those is that you have to have everything within sight because otherwise you forget that you've got it and um and it's a really it was a really fascinating sentence though when I read that because it's like it is I can't ever put anything away because when when I need it next time it won't be where I want it to be <laughs> but a lot of this says what that says to me is okay that's something that we can absolutely change for you but the root cause of what that is saying 
really from my perspective in mm. the world and feel free to reject this is that actually you're perhaps saying to yourself that you don't trust yourself yeah. to recall the information that you've actually absorbed and become aware of in yeah. the right space and in the right time yeah. so therefore it's, you need access to it but yeah. actually I couldn't possibly live in a minimalist state it wouldn't work for me <laughs> I'd struggle <laughs> I think you could uh, yeah, okay maybe that's the next thing we can work on is how get Sue to work and live in a minimalist state because <laughs> it's a challenge uh, yeah. but I think but Oprah Winfrey she is an she is an amazing I mean the, what she has done for the women's movement around the world yeah and the charitable work that her foundation does I mean she is just yeah absolute goddess of it all and considering you know like what she has overcome in her own personal yeah. life to then be able to heal and set that aside but make sure that she can make this world a better place and if that's really kind of like the ethos that I live by and I've just got this little thing on my desk just to remind myself every day in terms of okay the legacy that I want to like leave and be known by is just that this woman Philippa made the world a better place for the rest of us and it's as simple as that yeah and it is important I think you know that I could probably empathize with that quite a lot because it is everything that I want to achieve with what I'm doing is about making people be able to work better be able to understand their businesses better be able to you know just make themselves a better life and Mm. and accept that they are able to do so and that the only thing that's stopping them is how they actually access that and how they have the power to move it forward and Mm. that's it's it's just self-belief yeah isn't it I know when I first started my salon, I was I was so terrified it was all going to go wrong. And how could it possibly go right? Because, you know, there's just little me and I've got this business now. And I, and I you know, I'd worked at home for years and I've worked in the industry for years. But that the responsibility of having that premises and having everything that goes with that. And it was terrifying. I can remember that I'd opened in the November and being at the first Christmas and we all sat and it became a tradition which we actually, we finished it last year um, at Christmas, that every year we used to go to Pizza Express on Christmas Eve um, and we'd sit and do a, okay, so guess how much money I took this week? And I can remember that first year when I first opened, I'd only been open for like about four weeks when we closed at Christmas. And, you know, I'd gone from being at home and earning probably about 300 pounds a week, something like that. And we sat and I was like, okay, so how much do you think I earn? I can't believe how much I earn. And I don't, it was 976 pounds and some pennies. And, um, and it, and to have done that and go from, you know, to triple my earnings just, and I wasn't even busy. We weren't even that busy. Mm. And, um, and then over the years, that Christmas week ended up at sort of two and a half thousand, like nearly 3000 pounds at different points. And it, and it was, you know, the, the self-belief that grew from, you know, just from that first, that first Christmas. And it mm. became like an annual checking mm. of how well was I doing. And, it, you know, really it serves my purpose because Christmas week is like a, the biggest weird anomaly that you'll ever get in a business. So it actually <laughs> serves no purpose, really. But for me, it became an indicator of my achievement and how, how well I'd done. Because that week it showed, you know, how the business had grown and how our ability to um to cater for more people 
mm-hmm. and to have more services and to be charging more money and all of that and you know and and it was this key yeah a proper KPI really I suppose mm-hmm. of, of how well we were doing mm-hmm. and um and then last year once I sold the salon it had gone right back down to where it started from. <laughs> but but you know but then I'm only doing if you know I'm doing a few clients at home and doing very very many fewer clients than I was um when I was working from home before I had the salon and I was still earning the same amount of money doing far less clients because that level of self-belief has changed so much that you know back then I was probably doing 15 clients a week say and um and now I was probably doing five clients a week and earning the same money I was before I opened the salon Mm. and it is just that belief that actually no I'm I'm worthy yeah and I should be earning money and I can earn money and people will pay me Mm -hmm absolutely absolutely amen to that <laughs> yeah mindset but it is but it's that mindset isn't it and just that belief that you know if my and I'm sure I mean I've, I'm, if any of my clients ever listen to this they'll probably be like what but I know that many of my clients would, pro- would probably pay more because you know I know tomorrow and Saturday I've got some of my my longest um serving clients that are going to have their last treatment ever with me and it's going to be really, it's, you know, and I, I know it's going to be an emotional, you know, couple of days because it's like, you know, these people have supported me from really, really back in the day from when I first started. And this is going to be our last experience together. Mm. And it's going to be very, very odd. Mm. But, but they, they believe in me. And when you've got clients like that, how can you not believe in yourself? Exactly, exactly. It's always about reciprocity and the, the, the investment and the actual relationship. Okay, if you approach it from a point of everything is transactional, that again in its own self will like keep you stuck. But if you approach it in terms of like investing and like relational and that equal reciprocity, then, you know, everything is possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Make sure that you put your column of empowerment out. Okay, over each, each space. Yeah. just to like manage your manage your state yeah because I I'm I can understand that it, yeah it's going to going to be one of like those experiences that yeah. could could be emotional yeah I think it's, it's do you know what though? I think I've, I've reached a point now you know I've said I've said goodbye to a few of them already mm. but these last few are, they are probably the you know the ones that have been there the through the thick and thin of everything mm. and um and they're you know they've been you know they're they're sort of old they're older than me and I suppose they have that sort of maternal um sort of space I suppose that they hold a little bit Mm -hmm. but it is it's gonna it's gonna be interesting but I think you know coming I feel like like now this is like the full circle of my salon life kind of thing and it's and it's time for it's time to say goodbye it's um yeah and move on to and it is and maybe this is one of those last obstacles that you know sometimes you need to say goodbye to this stuff so that you can move on to the next bits yeah yeah, absolutely. Sometimes when we like have things that attach to the past, they unknowingly they still become like blockers. Mm. So when like you you release those things, then you know what you can open and go into like this yeah. next next chapter. Um, you you're still gonna have your friendship, mm. it's, you know, and and that's like a beautiful gift that that's yeah. um this whole like time spending doing these treatments is still going yeah. to gift you. it is but I think like now I mean the nail kit's got to stay out because I've got because my nails are a mess so and I can't I can't go without my nails so the nail kit's going to be staying out but it is but it's like this time like the facial kit's going away the wax kit's going away and it is and it's it's I think this is going to be quite a weird weekend actually because it's going to be a lot of um 
a lot of saying goodbye to, to who I've been. And it is that whole identity thing. And that's another whole episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it is, I'm going to change identity. We'll see who I am next week. <laughs> but it is, but it's time for me to stop being Sue, Sue the therapist and Sue the nail technician. It's time for me to be whatever, whatever the next bit is. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, when I packed my salon away, um, and said sort of like goodbye to to my clients as well that was that was a journey um however you know stepping into like the the new season and the new version of Philippa and helping them actually be able to still um have a great life but just in a different way Mm. um has just like been been immense and that's the thing is that okay this next chapter of life that you're starting to like walk into is full of excitement and opportunity Mm. and insight and you're gonna have an amazing time doing it I can't wait (laughs) I don't know this is like turning to like a therapy session (laughs) but anyway we should we should leave it there because I think we've covered lots and lots on today's episode and I and I'm sure Philippa will come back and we'll do a whole thing about um identity and oh there's so much that Philippa does and so much (laughs) that she can share and uh so I'm going to I'm going to hit the stop recording button and uh, thank you. So and also, um, Philippa, just please, before we do that, can you just share where people can find you? And we'll put all the links in the show notes. But if you can just share where they can connect with you. Sure. So you can either connect with me on Instagram. I am Philippa Holding. Yeah. <laughs> you can also connect um, with my website, which is uh, www.philippaholding.com. Um, my Facebook page, Philippa Holding Coaching. Actually, if you put Philippa Holding in Google, yeah, you'll just you'll find her because there's not that many Philippa Holdings. She's like she's one of a kind, and she's a she's and also because I always have to think about this, and she's a Philippa with one L two P's. And, oh, um, yes. Because I always have to think, I have to stop and think. So it's one L two P's. Um, but if you type in Philippa Holding into um, into Google, she'll just pop up. <laughs> she, she is unique. I absolutely am. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Right. So um hopefully everyone can go and find you and do go and take um Philippa's burnout quiz as well because it's always good to just do a little bit of check and mm. see where you're at. And um, and sometimes we can be in the beginnings of burnout or even at the high ends of burnout and not recognize what it is. So go and go and do that and go and do your little burnout quiz. And um and we will have Philippa back at another point. So yeah that's all there is for this week so thanks very much for joining me philippa and um and we will stop recording now well we've covered a huge amount over these last two episodes with philippa and my thanks go to her for sharing all of that wisdom and knowledge with all of us and yeah as always with Philippa it kind of always turns into a conversation that could just go on forever because her insights into how we work as human beings It's just amazing and it does always feel like a therapy session talking to her because she's always able to just put a twist on what it is that is happening and why the behaviours that you're showing and exhibiting are there. So it's always wonderful talking to her and in this episode obviously talking about burnout and how you recognise the symptoms and taking her burnout quiz could be the start of you understanding that maybe you're working in a way that isn't serving your best purpose. So get over to her website and check that out. 
the links will be all over the places that they normally are and do check the show notes on YouTube and on your podcast platform to make sure that you're getting the most out of the episode. Don't forget that Philippa has put an amazing offer together for anyone that is um, part of my world. So get over to Inspiring Salon Professionals Facebook group where you can find all the details on the offer. And I will speak to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you.